0: Welcome, my fellow wannabes. Welcome to another edition of the Wannabe Critic. I am one of your hosts, Gabriel Fast. Joining me are my co-hosts, Caleb Henley and Mikey Collins. Caleb, how are you feeling, man?
1: Dude, I'm just in like the middle of uh, the like deadliest area of the planet, apparently. Yeah, (laughs) apparently, apparently is New York and not like somewhere much, much worse like Syria or something crazy. But other than that, I'm doing great.
0: (laughs) Good. I'm glad the folks at home can't see we're using zoom right now. And for your backdrop, for your background, you have chosen the this is fine emoji with the fire, the little doggo. He's like, you know, has the fire all around him and all that stuff. And just I thought drinking that was his coffee. Yeah, just drinking his coffee. I thought that was quite fitting, Caleb. So way to go. Yeah. It's good to see you, man. I'm, Very I'm happy. Very telling
1: y- of what's, what's actually happening. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Stay safe, man. Don't leave your house. Just just chill. <laughs> podcast with me. It'll be great. Mikey, what about you? How you feeling, bro?
2: feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good, good here in Arkansas.
0: So good. All right, that's all I care to hear from you, Mikey. You're new here. All right, all right. <laughs> Just kidding. So, um, as we are here, we are talking about Tokyo Drift. It is Fast and Furious. Um, Want to be critics? Want to be critics? And we are doing the third Fast and Furious movie, which is Tokyo Drift. Um, before we get into the conversation, though, super deep. How is everyone dealing with the whole, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19 thing? Like, realistically, I mean, we like to joke, uh, you know, on this show quite a bit. But, I mean, Caleb, h- how are you doing? Are you okay?
1: Yeah. No, we're we're surviving. So, me and Emily, we live uh, about an hour outside of New York City, which New York City is, I guess, like the hardest hit place, I think, in the world, kind of at this point. Um, New York State has more confirmed cases than any country US but we're, we're doing okay but uh, our county where we live has about a little over a thousand cases here but we're still able to go out and get groceries we don't really leave our place other than to do that and we'll like go on walks every once in a while but we're surviving we both still have work which is a lot of people which sucks but uh, we're still able to work still to pay our bills still to buy food so we're surviving which is good. It's nice. a lot better than anyone than a lot of people, and we're healthy, so yeah. that helps out too.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And you know, obviously, you know, we're we're here for you, man. It's got to be a kind of a, a hard thing whenever your routine gets so jacked up because you're you're on as the, as our listeners know, you're very much on the move. You're usually um, you know have a pretty strict schedule, so it's got to be killing you, your soul on the inside <laughs> a little bit to be stuck at home, you know, and and be out of your routine, but.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's different. It's been a little relaxing. Like I've gotten more sleep over the last couple of weeks than I ever have in my entire life. Yeah. So that's been great, but, uh, it is, it's just weird just in the same tiny apartment for just day after day after day after day.
0: Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Well we have like the worst, um, hit place which is New York, versus where Mikey's at, which has the worst rating of people not staying home, which is Arkansas. <laughs> Mikey, yeah. how, how are you holding up, man? I'm doing okay, just washing my hands and
2: using the six-foot rule. It's not great, but, I mean, it's working, I guess, for everybody. It's scary, but what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I've been reading lots of reports saying that, you know, confirmed cases are actually, like, going down, you know um like it's going each, up here so. yeah and i think and that that's what i was kind of about to say is i don't think you can trust everything that you see in the yeah. media you know cuz everybody has different agendas you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it's just it's just it's just a, it's just a trying time you know what i mean everyone stay safe cuz it's it is serious if you're not taking it seriously you should um you know and that's that's all i have to say about that i myself <laughs> i've uh, i've been you know just trying to kind of just live life best if I can. I've been giving guitar lessons on, on, uh, you know, digitally, not digitally, uh, over the internet. Um, the podcast has been pretty busy. I've been really trying to work on my branding skills, you know, for the wannabe critic and trying to post more videos, things like that, stay more active. It's been a, uh, it's been a, a slightly better experience than what I thought it was going to be. I do miss my regular routine, but you know, it, kind of opens up opportunities. I've been playing a lot of video games, um, and that's kind of what I wanted to um, talk about with you guys, too, is what games have you guys been playing through all this? Mikey, why don't you go first? Uh, I've been playing a lot. Actually, not a lot, but I've just been kind of bouncing around
2: because I have had a little extra time because I'm just going home early from work or whatever if there's too many people, but um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite still. Not a lot. I actually kind of died down because around like I said but I've been playing like Red Dead and I actually just recently downloaded the um, MCC collection Mm -hmm. Master Chief collection and I started Reach Up again and man that game looks so good it it doesn't look like they did much to it but it's just like just the HD just makes it look yeah amazing I love that game I
0: agree I whenever I booted that up again for the you know it first came out a few months ago I just fell right back in love so Mm -hmm. Caleb what about you man what have you been playing
1: uh i've been mostly Fortnite. um i finally i hit level 100 so now i'm kind of at this like point where i'm like well this has been like good but i also (laughs) feel like i've kind of gotten as far i got like the deadpool skin and all that yeah about done with this so i bought need for speed heat a while back so i'm probably gonna start diving into that probably a little bit more
0: um but yeah very nice very nice yeah yeah, I've, uh, I've been dabbling in Fortnite quite a bit as well. Um, it's funny that we're talking about Tokyo Drift because I just bought a game recently that had my interest a few years ago whenever it first came out, and that's Persona 5. Um, which, those of you who don't know what Persona is, it's basically an anime game. I mean, I think there's more dialogue in the game and more cutscenes in the game so far than there's actually been of gameplay. And this game had won a bunch of awards. Um, It's 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 just it's gotten a bunch of hype, and uh, they released uh, a version of it called uh, the Royal Edition, which has because you're basically you're in school and it's a day to day activity game. So like. It it takes you through like an in game year, basically. You have things you do each day, and like you might in a hour or two session, you might have played through five or six days, basically. So it's like you go to school, you do things, and it's it's this really, really cool story. I'm really, really liking it. But it's kind of funny because the beginning of the game, you are sent to Tokyo because you are raising trouble from where you're from. So which kind of goes hand in hand. I was like I started up the game, I'm like, oh my god, it's Tokyo Drift. It's the same thing. And uh, I, I just I'm really, really enjoying that. I'm also finishing up my playthrough of Fallout Four. Uh, I beat I beat the main campaign, but I've uh I've been playing some of the DLC trying to wrap that up as well. So it's been as well as Animal Crossing. I already have thirty hours in Animal Crossing. It's ridiculous. I actually just bought Emma Animal Crossing and she's loving it. So that's been really fun. We've been playing together. So Nice. I've been
1: really wanting to get a switch just so I could try to get Emily hooked on Animal Crossing. Just because I think it might be something she'd like.
0: Dude, it'll happen. <laughs> it totally will happen. It's so much fun. And I I used to be that type of person that would hate on Animal Crossing, you know, back in the day. But I, for whatever reason, this one has just really sucked me in. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. But it's kind of funny because a few years ago, I don't think I would have appreciated it. But now I totally do. And I totally see the fun in it. So I'm I'm enjoying it. But It's nice to see that COVID-19 hasn't completely killed our spirits. Um, It's nice to see that, uh, you know, we're we're still hanging in there. And we're still willing to get together and talk about movies, which is awesome. So, I think it's about time to get into it. So, what do you guys say? You ready? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, Tokyo Drift released, I believe, in 2006. Can anyone confirm that?
1: Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. June sixteenth. So, as usual, <laughs> as usual, I like to go around the room, so to speak, and just ask everyone, "Do we like this movie?" So, Caleb, do you like this movie?
1: Yeah, it's probably my. I mean, don't want to give everything away, but it's probably my favorite Fast and Furious movie.
0: Okay, Mikey.
1: Uh, yeah, I like
0: it. Yeah, quite a bit. I think I might – I'm pretty sure I like this one just as much as the first one. Um, I, I don't know, man. There's We'll see by the end of this conversation what I'm thinking. But <laughs> I was sitting there at the end of this movie, and I'm just like smiling so big at the end of this movie. And no matter what is happening, how, how old I've been, the end of this movie always, always, always brings a smile to my face. And I was kind of worried at first because the beginning of this movie does not get it off on a good foot at all, in my opinion. I mean, Caleb, what do you think?
1: I don't know. Um, I've always had, like, this, like, special place my heart for that first, like, part of the movie, even though, okay, so let's just, like, get this out of the way, I think, with the critical um analysis of this movie the acting's not really good in any part of it from anybody and (laughs) but i think that's fine like it doesn't have to be perfectly acted but uh, like especially in the first scene wherever they are um it's just i don't know not great but the whole like the drag race and like that's like the coolest high school i've ever seen in my life (laughs) like i want to move there and eat mcdonald's at lunch and everything's open (laughs) and i I was also like watching it and like they are beating up this uh pinata of like uh indian chief yeah <laughs> and, I, and i watched it and i was like man that would never fly now yeah you <laughs> <laughs> like, can never get away with that like that's 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 pretty rough but I, I just love the whole like race part of it with kid rock in the background yes and it's just so yes. hilarious and kind of funny but also like uh dodge vipers are like one of my favorite cars and uh I just, I don't know, the only movie where you really get to see one, like, race. And it's kind of fun. But also, Sean, like, jumping it the car through the building and, like, all this, it's just crazy. It's ridiculous. And I love it. Like, it's, yeah, it's cheesy, probably to an extent. But I, I, I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mikey?
2: I love it, too. I mean, it just, just like Caleb was saying, the Kid Rock and all that, it's so awfully good like yeah. you just can't not just be like okay i see what this i see what's going on here but like i mean because i like cars the biggest thing for me at the beginning of the movie is like you they do close-ups of his tires they're drags yes yeah. yes and yes then you clearly see when he's like racing around they're like the grippiest looking <laughs> tires of all time and then they switch back when he's wrecking I was just that's something I've always noticed. I'm like, oh, my God. But it's still, it's awesome. I love how cheesy it is. Yeah. It's so
1: good. Go ahead, Caleb. No, I was just going to say, uh, that whole scene where he throws the baseball through that guy's, like, rear window. And I'm just thinking, why would you throw a baseball through a guy <laughs> who's running drag slips? Like, yeah. obviously, <laughs> this guy is a street racer. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's not, like, a stock, whatever that car is, whatever. Like, that's obviously, like, a sleeper. Yeah. Like what are you thinking? <laughs> and the, the scene where he just comes out of the car and he has the wrench like behind his arm and he drops it down. He's like, I don't give a crap. Like, yeah. come at me. Come at me, bro. It's, oh, it's so great. Yeah.
2: I've never I, understood that scene because like, yeah, he may have a wrench, but it's still an entire
0: football yeah, scene. Yeah. I, was I was thinking like, the oh, same thing. Yeah I, do. With a wrench. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. That's I was like true. This is a little <laughs> underwhelming, honestly, yeah. as far like the his weapon is a little underwhelming. Like they could totally well, take him out. Yeah. Go well, ahead. I
2: mean, like, I have a hard time with this movie because I, I've, I don't know if this is a fact, but I've been heard, I've heard this many times that this movie was originally written for Vin Diesel. So mm. with all those scenes like that, it's he's supposed to be like this big tough guy. If it was Vin Diesel, I'd be like, yeah, he'd probably win. But it, yeah. w- he's such a tiny looking guy. <laughs> yeah. He's Still muscular. <laughs>
0: yeah. But he totally sells. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, he looks young. Like, he right? looks like he could be in high school, honestly. Yeah, he was
2: like 35 or something when he played that part, too. Yeah, right? that doesn't surprise <laughs> me.
0: That doesn't surprise me. And honestly, I have to kind of clarify my original statement. Like, the part where the Kid Rock... Ban- uh, all of the car stuff in this movie is awesome. It is so yeah. good. It is so yeah, good. Fantastic. I, it is really, really well shot. It's engaging. It's stylistic. And that really goes to show... Justin Lin, who would go now to lit to to direct most of the Fast and Furious movies we've seen up to this point, now after Tokyo Drift, he started with Tokyo Drift, and that goes to show you the stylistic mind that Justin Lin has. But I love the car stuff. I Emma was like, man, they could have picked a more attractive guy, you know? And I'm like, I think he fits the role perfectly. And we were talking about the acting he doesn't have to be a good actor really to play that type of person. And he plays that type of person pretty accurately, in my opinion. And it's like, he, he wouldn't have to have a crazy range of acting ability to be able to sell that part. And I totally think he sells his part, even though there are some cheesy, you know, one-liners, whatever, but the supporting cast and that whole high school se- sequence, he's the most <laughs> believable part of it. Everyone else sucks. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, that's, that's what I meant is like, I don't, I feel like if I would have walked into the theater to see this whenever I was a kid, I would have been like, oh God, you know, here we go. (laughs) But here, whenever he finally gets to Tokyo, I feel like once he gets to Tokyo, obviously the scenery changes, everything changes. And Hmm. I, I think that there's just something about this movie and there's something about Tokyo. Like Tokyo to me has been a place that I've always wanted to go. And it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's like magical. And I, I don't know, I just, I love it. I love the culture. I've always loved the culture. And it's just really cool to see somebody from a completely different background going to a place like this. And it just makes you wonder, like, what would, what would I do if I was in his situation type thing? Like, would I, you know, would I be doing something similar or, or whatever, given the same circumstances? But I do like how they don't waste any time getting him back near a car. Whenever they say, (laughs) like, literally five minutes into the movie, he's like, boy, you better not go near a car. And then ten seconds later, he's in a car. I mean, I love that that whole sequence. But I wanted to talk about a little bit of how Han's character kind of doesn't make as much sense in this movie, in my opinion. Um, And just kind of how they were able to kind of salvage some of the the story that we would later see in the in the and you know the movies to come versus what we see with Han's character now. And good God, Han is like the coolest person of all time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I love that guy. Like I'm so happy he's still alive in the new movies. Caleb, Man. you're yeah. Ma- no, he is. He's in the stinking trailer. What if it's his brother? Oh, it could be, could be a twin, could be a twin. Maybe his a twin clone. died. Yeah. Or, or a clone. Yeah. A Palpatine clone. <laughs> yeah. So Caleb, you have something to say?
1: Uh, no, I just, I think Han's character is probably the best character. I mean, probably definitely the best character in this movie, but probably top three or top five, at least in the whole series. Like his character is just really, really cool laid back. You can just tell like. When they show up at that um, like car meet, and he's just the he just pops off the screen compared to everybody else. He just is like so different, and you can tell that he's like the odd man out in that element. He doesn't necessarily care what other people are like thinking of him. He's not trying to prove a point or show. He's like he has this sense of integrity, almost that no one else really seems to have. And I think that it's they really did a good job in kind of saving the whole thing and coming back to him. But it really just shows how much more experienced he is in life at that point than anybody else there. And, you know, he's kind of fitting into this crowd. But he's also been through way more than anybody else that is in that scene. It's pretty it's pretty cool. He's such he's just a really, really cool character. And being willing to basically just see what a man's worth and is willing to just kind of throw away a card to do that. It's like such a baller move. It's super cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. (laughs) Mikey? Um, what's the question? I mean, we're just kind of talking about Han, you know?
2: Oh, oh, I really like him. I like his character because it it seems, yeah, because, like, the other characters are kind of cheesy and it seems like he's not, he doesn't quite fit, but that's because he's technically from another movie because of that uh, Better Look Tomorrow thing they did that Justin Lin directed. But, yeah, he's such a cool character. And you can tell, like, You can tell he's played it before because he's just so comfortable in the role. It just seems like he's being himself, which he might be that like that in real life. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he's super cool. Yeah, I was. I love I love the constant snacking because that's pretty much my life. Yeah,
0: no, totally. I'm like anytime I'm like eating something where I literally just take one piece of it and just pop it in my mouth. I'm like, I'm such a badass. (laughs) (laughs) Like every time it's just he's definitely he is the Vin Diesel. Of this movie. In my opinion. Like he is. Well, well I mean. You you know what I mean. He is the Dominic Toretto. Like the main dude. And and I was thinking. I'm like. This plot. Is almost identical to the first Fast and Furious. You have a fr- the first race. He trashes the car. He befriends. You know. The bad guy. So to speak. Or you know. One of the bad guys. Makes friends with him. Totally turns it around. And becomes a freaking awesome street racer. You know. It's the. It's, it's a very similar plot. And. Good on Justin Lin for making it work that way because the first Fast and Furious, that's kind of what's special about it. Is it's like it feels, and honestly, like it's been compared to like Point Break before to the first Fast and Furious. I think that was that was Caleb that was comparing it, and there's something special about that movie too. It's something about befriending, you know, and and the whole family aspect really really plays into this movie a lot, you know, especially at the end, you know, whenever. Uh, you know, Twinkie shows up and he's like, You know, he said Han was family, he wants to talk to you. Blah blah blah. You know, it's just it just tugs at your heartstrings. There's not a lot of movies really that movie franchises that can do that with, with such an, a, a crazy subject matter. You know, I mean, it's it's just really really special. Um, whenever I said Twinkie, I saw Mikey was kind of like laughing. Do we want to talk about Twink for a minute? Because I actually think he's a pretty important character. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Go ahead, Caleb.
1: No, I mean, I just think his character is so funny and so ridiculous, and it's just, I, they, I feel like they did a really good job of getting people, like, their crew with a variety of characters that are all super different from each other. And if you, like, compare that to the crew in the uh, first Fast and Furious movie, there's a couple of those characters that kind of blend together, almost, where their personalities aren't super, super different. Like, each one has a little thing, but in this one, it seems like everyone is so different from each other that it's kind of, I think it adds to it. Like Twinkie is so different than Sean and Sean's so different than Han and Han's so different than whoever, but I think it really will element to it and seeing that diversity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I I think that there's aspects of it that don't really hit for me as much. Um, I think Twinkie's awesome. I think Sean's, I think Twinkie and Sean are actually really good characters. Um, I think Han is obviously a really good character I'm I'm I've never been 100% sold on DK. Um I just don't buy it. I didn't buy it 10 years ago and I don't buy it now. Um he just yeah. <laughs> Mikey's like trying to like make faces and stuff. He's just I don't know. There's just can somebody help me with this? Like why, why don't I buy his Dude. character?
2: Bro, it's the look. i that thing that he does like every time you the camera cuts to him, he's pulling one of these
0: like a blue steel, like he's trying to just like, st- yeah,
2: dude. I dare you go watch it again and count how many times the first cut to him is one of those. Look. It's every yeah. time he's like, it's like he
0: let's well, race. Like, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: so like cringy, like because it's it doesn't he has like no range, and I know it's a Fast and Furious movie. So, like, it's not the best actors in the world. But, I mean, g- I can't stand that guy. He's But I think that's the point of him, too. Yeah. You're not supposed to be
0: able to like him. Yeah, but- it's just – it's kind of hard. Well, and Caleb – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interject. Caleb, go ahead.
1: Oh, did I say something? No. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> Gabe keeps throwing it to me, and I, I'm like just sitting here. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I think that his – characters i mean it's interesting but yeah his character is super flat and i think i don't know you could kind of look at it and be like he's just like everyone's scared of him because his uncle's yakuza and he just happens to be good at drifting and i think that's kind of his character yeah and it's (laughs) like has this like kind of like complex with himself where he's just like he needs to be the best out of everything and all this stuff and i don't know you can really see like his character is just really Unlikable.
0: Yeah. It's just one sided. And that's that's honestly what makes a good bad guy is whenever there are things about them that are redeeming or you can kind of like halfway side with them. There's just this guy's just a tool. Like I feel like I could beat this guy up. You know what I mean? Like he's just not intimidating at all. And I, I don't know. He just he doesn't fit. His uncle, he's not fooling anybody. I'm not afraid of his uncle either. I just feel like there's definitely a bad guy presence that's missing. Um, in this movie, and that's honestly one of the things that probably take away from it for me. Like, obviously, you know he's a bad guy. I think, and he doesn't even kill Han. Like, he's not even really, really the reason why Han even dies. You know, so he's mm-hmm. kind of, oh. he's mm-hmm. kind of a meaningless character. You know, mm-hmm. he's just
2: kind of there. You know who the best bad guy in this movie is? Like, out of all of
0: them, the be- There's more than one. Oh, the brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: who the most intimidating one of all time who in this movie who bear claw bear
0: claw oh <laughs> <That> yeah <laughs> sumo wrestler in the showers <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i forgot about that guy yeah, yeah, yeah totally. i would not want to ask him for
1: money no nope. yeah
0: no kidding he's like no i was watching it with uh with um subtitles and he's like Han said uh no 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 connie and the guy's like, Kigahoda Manaha. Like, he's like, you know, like yelling at him in Japanese. It was the funniest thing ever. But I've always wondered, as like, I guess Han wanted to see what Sean was made of. You yeah, know, I was like, are you going to do this or not? And honestly, there's a lot of really cool, because like the Asian culture is all about, you know, honor and pride. And very much the folklore is built around your honor and your, and your pride, you know? So it was kind of cool to see them take those elements of, of Asian culture and sprinkle them in this movie, especially with Han's character, because that's totally something that I think it has merit, you know, in Asian culture is seeing what somebody is made of and being willing to make sacrifices to see what somebody is made of. Um, but okay. Fun fact or not fun fact question time, Han's car without Googling it. Do you guys know what kind of car that is? Yeah. Okay, so I want to make sure I'm right. It's an RX 7, right?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. With a Veil Side uh body kit on it, right? Modded, yeah. Hard. Yeah, yeah.
1: I saw a thing a couple of years ago where you could buy basically that exact car with a body kit. It's like 30 grand.
0: That's crazy. I was really? like, man.
1: Yeah, I was like, man, that's that's not bad for yeah. that
2: car. Because I yeah. love that car. I've always seen them super expensive. They must maybe that was that might have been when they came out, because now like I've seen them for hundreds of thousands of dollars like i looked them up a while ago like months ago but yeah that would be oh man i wish i would have bought one i saw yeah, I mean, it was it was a couple years ago but yeah really like,
0: that's cheap i that saw that at all i looked up the body kit a long time ago like six or seven years ago because they i was just you know on the internet and i was like looking and you could buy the body kit it was like seven thousand yeah. dollars or something that's like that not awful yeah kind of crazy but still i don't yeah. know i love that car i love the orange car Um, I know it's fast and furious. I know it's not supposed to be realistic, but the whole car conversion thing at the end of the movie where he converts the muscle car, like into a tuner, basically Uh, like, come on. I mean, you know, that's, I don't know. Caleb, you look like you, you look like you want to say something. Is that better? I'm not trying to be like, Caleb, your turn. No, no, no,
1: no, you're good. No, uh, I just, uh, I, I don't have a huge problem with it, and maybe it's just because in drifting um, in the circuits, a lot of people do things like, you know, they're a car that's, I think, fairly easy because they're a real-world drive car. Um, in fact, in this entire movie, that's probably not the car that's the craziest like to believe as a, as a drift car. Mm-hmm. Um, I can come back to that, but so it doesn't, it doesn't super like weird. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are muscle car purists that hate the idea of dropping a, you know, a whatever engine that is from a Sylvia or whatever into a, a <laughs> into an old, you know, Mustang, but it doesn't super bother me. I think it's kind of creative and kind of cool and, and how they got it to kind of work. Yeah. And I think it captures a part of like the culture where even like Ken Block, took a 65 Mustang and completely modded it out and was you doing Jim Connor videos with it. I mean, it's kind of did that before Ken Block even got around to doing it. I think it's kind of neat and cool.
0: Yeah. It's a love hate thing for me because you know, at different times I've been like, this is freaking awesome. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Don't know how it works. I don't, I do think if I was watching it for the first time, obviously this process would take a really long time to do like, it would probably take if you were working nonstop. It'd probably take what a couple of weeks to fully convert it like that. Would you Would you say?
1: I mean, I mean you, I'm not a mechanic. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't
0: know. They just they make it they make it seem like it happens pretty quick, you know. And I think I was watching it with Ethan Maestri one time, and he was like, "This would take so long to do," you know. Even if you had like a full pit crew like doing it, <laughs> like it would take a long time to be able to fully convert this car, but they make it seem like it's just a matter of days, you know? Cause like the, the, um, the race is supposed to happen pretty quick. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's it's, it's very nitpicky. Uh, We have to talk about it though. Caleb, you mentioned really, yeah, I mean, it's
2: it's, because they, it'd be different if they like were ordering in the parts, but they literally took them all from a different car. So they're saying that that car's parts fit an old mustang specifically yeah so that had nothing on it so i mean yeah Yeah. and it shows some practicing too and like working on it so you don't they don't really give you like a certain amount of time yeah they were doing that either so it could have been weeks true
0: yeah it could could have been i i like to think that it is you know and like i said it's it's a big part of the movie it's it's definitely taking you know, the American mixed with the, you know, the Asian whatever and, and making something cool out of it. It's a fusion. Um, Caleb, you said something that was kind of interesting. You wanted to come back to uh, cars that were would not be believable it, to be drift cars. I want to hear about this because I, I I don't know. I like cars a lot. I like to play Forza. I love playing Forza. Um, I don't know anything about cars and how they work. So elaborate on, <laughs> el- 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 elaborate on this for me a little bit. Well...
1: I mean, I'll start off by saying I'm not by any means a car expert. Like I don't, I mean, I have a little bit of an interest and I've learned a lot from one of my friends who's way more into it than I, I am. But so, but I'll go into this. So my favorite car in the whole movie is, um, Sean's, um, Evo, his red Evo. Same. I love, love that car. Um, and, uh, one of the things that's weird about it is he's drifting it and but that car is all wheel drive <laughs> so normally if you were to take an evo and try to drift it unless you're like during on a dirt road rally racing rally. with it which mm-hmm. that car is built as a rally racer um you're not going to drift it um now it does you can drift all wheel drive cars like that's what jim connor is like um what kim block does that those are all wheel drive cars that's difference between i guess jim connor and drifting there's a difference there but um in order to do that you have to have like this in crazy like difference in power between what's going to the front wheels and what's going to the back wheels and in an evo you just don't have that much of a difference in power because an evo is like putting out like max like 500 horsepower like you can tune that thing to death and only get that thing to 500 horsepower the cars that like ken block is using are like 800 to 1,000 horsepower. Like, they're just insane monsters. So, with an Evo, it's going to be really, really hard. So, what they had to do to this mo- for this movie is they had to, like, figure out a way to lock it out so that it was only getting power to the back wheels. So, they're actually drifting that car, but they had to make some, like, very serious modifications to it to get it to even, like, drift. But, I mean, Evo, the Evo is probably my favorite, like, JDM car. Like, I just... I love those cars. I love the way they look. They're... S- Uh, There's just something special about them. And that car is just awesome. And plus the fact that they just have it drifting in a movie where it should not be drifting. It's kind of out of place is super, super cool.
0: Wow. That's awesome. I had, I literally, I'm, if there was one thing that I was the most ignorant on of all time, it would probably be cars. So you've educated me a little bit. Um, because one might think that an all wheel drive vehicle would be good for drifting, but that's not the case at all. So that's pretty cool. And, and honestly, the horsepower thing makes sense because you don't, drifting is all about getting motion and pushing, keep, keeping, keeping an, an even amount of energy going through that one motion, correct? Like timing the, uh, the tires, right? Like, like pumping, pumping the gas at a, at a, at a correct time. Is that, that correct? ish sure all i know is I mean, that, all, all i know is what i've done in games so i'm like throttling i'm like ripping the e-brake trying to go around and then you know what i mean like just but i like i said i don't know anything about cars i just know that watching that all these cars drift in this movie is freaking awesome um, there you go yeah yeah totally that's all i know and i don't care how it works if someone wants to educate me that'd be great um dk's car that's a 350z yeah Is it a three fifty or a three seventy? Is it one of the? I can never,
1: I can never tell the difference. Yeah, (laughs) I can't
0: either. I don't, I don't know what the difference is. I hope it
2: would be a three seventy.
0: Yeah, it's, (laughs) but uh, his car is pretty cool. Um, I uh, there's one, there's another thing I was gonna say. I couldn't remember what it is. Hold on. Oh, I know. Um, I feel like even though the, the race at the end is. It's cool. It kind of lets me down every time I see it. Um, and I, I don't know exactly why, but there's just something about... the. I think it's since that it's nighttime, I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be like a duel, you know, like a duel of the fates, obviously. But there's just something weird about that race to where it just never quite... I feel like it might be over too soon or the impact of what's going to happen afterwards doesn't really hit me the same way it's supposed to. Like, I don't really ever feel a sense of closure after that race is over. I'm like, okay, well that guy's not leaving town. He's going to stay there. I bet. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, do you guys have anything to say? Go ahead, Mikey.
2: Well, that was the original ending for the movie. So that's the re like you feel that way. And that was originally the end, but then they gave, there was some sort of deal that they had Vin Diesel come back and do that cameo in the movie to boost their ratings but that was originally the end so yeah, yeah. like could you imagine if that was the end yeah of the that Pokemon? would suck
0: like, i mean yeah and i i think that might be I would love to know in the production meetings what exactly was happening. They're like, listen, it's been three years, three or four years since we put out a Fast and Furious movie. I think we might give it one more try. And who knows what kind of success they thought they might get out of it. But the fact that Vin Diesel was smart enough to come back and make such an appearance like that, how how would you not make a franchise after that? Go ahead, Mikey.
2: Yeah. Well, it wasn't that he was smart enough to come back. They... I don't know if this is true, but it was rumored that they gave him the rights to Riddick to come back. So uh, that's a pretty big incentive to yeah. just make one cameo. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true, yeah. and you know he has such a big uh, control now over the, um, you know, the Fast and Furious movies that that yeah. might have been like the best decision for his career that he's ever made to go. If that is true, that solidifies because they made a Riddick movie six, seven years ago that did really, really well. There's Mm -hmm. an outcry for more Riddick stuff now. And he does have, have such a powerful grip over the fast and furious franchise. So him coming back to do Tokyo drift, like he, like he did making a two minute appearance might've been the best thing he ever did for his career, honestly, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, I feel like honestly like th- those are like the main things I wanted to talk about. Obviously, the last thing in the movie, you know, the the race between um Vin Diesel, you know, the the race between Dom and Sean. Uh we don't get to see it, but it leaves you a sense of wanting more. And it was kind of crazy cuz at the end of the movie, I was totally ready. I was like, I got to watch the next one right now. And I couldn't, you know, but I wanted to. And each of these movies has their own way of making you want to get the next piece of the story. So I think at the end of the day, whatever, whenever you're watching these movies for all their cheesiness, for all the things that they have in them that are like bad. It's like Caleb said multiple times. It is perfectly fine junk food. Like it is, it does its job almost perfectly. And there's just something about these movies that makes people love them. And it's, the sense of the, the the good characters, the the sense of family and like the sense of belonging. It's it's a really weird feeling, but I love this movie. I love the way it ends. There's obviously cheese in it, but not that much, honestly. I think Nila, um, is probably a useless character as well. Uh, the the love interest, she doesn't do a thing for me. Not, not impressed with chick. yeah yeah. Not she's Im- like the cause of all the problems. Yeah, I mean, not a. <laughs> Not a huge fan of her as an actress. Never seen any. Never seen her in anything else ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's lots of there's lots of good. I don't think there's anything like really horribly wrong with this movie. I think it does what it should do pretty well. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thoughts. That's kind of like my summation. But I'm gonna throw it to Caleb and kind of get your like overall viewpoint of of this movie. Caleb, go ahead.
1: Okay, real quick, just want to mention one thing. I can't mention or talk about this movie without also talking about Need for Speed Carbon. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did yeah. bring that up. Especially when you're talking about the last, I mean, that race down the Dude. mountain. It's, it's, yeah. literally, it's literally the exact it's same the thing. It's the same thing. And they came out in the exact same year. They both came out in 2006. Yeah. Yep. It's just like how does that even like happen? Like yeah. what, like who's copying who, like what in the world happened?
0: <laughs> no, I totally agree. And honestly, whenever that final race did come and like, you see there's like, out there, like on the hairpin turn, you see the railing with like the city over it. And I'm like, Oh my God, it does look exactly like need for speed carbon, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. I, I love carbon. I loved carbon. I thought it was an awesome game. Like, it totally, especially like on the Xbox, that was like one of the premier titles to get on the 360 and the, um, and cause like that was back in the day whenever we had its own version, like we in PlayStation 2 had its own version of the game and like Xbox 360 and PS3 like they had their own versions of the game that weren't like the same, like there were things in it that were different, so I I always, I had it on like every console it was weird, but I appreciate you bringing that out, what else you gotta say though?
1: Okay, so going back to what I said in the beginning, So this is probably my favorite like fast and furious movie, but it's also probably, this is going to sound weird, but it's probably not the best (laughs) fast and furious movie, but it's my favorite like fast and furious movie. It just holds a special place in my heart. It's like, so kind of light compared to all of the other movies too. It's like, it's like – have you ever had like one of those days where you're just like kind of like – you feel like really like dragging down and then you eat like a light salad for lunch and you just feel
0: refreshed and it's like, ah, oh, this is great. Like, you know, <laughs> whatever. That's how I get with that's this a, movie. That's like, a really weird analogy but I totally vibe yeah, with it.
1: <laughs> it's like – it's so weird because like a lot of times like when I'm picking out a movie to watch – I can be like almost intimidated by how heavy it is. And that can even happen with like some of the later Fast and Furious movies. Like, oh, this movie's like forever and there's so much into like to it and in it. But with this movie, it's just nice. It's simple. It's light. It's refreshing. And it just makes you feel good after watching it. And there's just something about that. Is it the most complex or perfect thing in the world? No. But is it like perfectly enjoyable? Absolutely. It's like, and that's kind of why I love it so much. It's It's just great.
0: Well said. I, 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 I like that. I'd like a nice refreshing salad for lunch after you've had a horrible day. I don't know. Yeah. There was something about this. Like, we were cleaning the house. We were, or we were, I was doing the dishes. Like, we woke up kind of late. We slept in, quarantine life. Slept in. It was like, okay, get up, get some stuff going, get cleaned up, get the house cleaned up, get stuff going. And after I watched this movie, I was like, okay, I can get a lot more stuff accomplished now. Like, I feel good. I don't feel like. <laughs> I feel happy. Like I feel I'm in a good mood. This movie put me in a good mood and it's just, it's feel good. Like that's totally a good thing for it. It's just a feel good, fun movie. So and I totally like what you said about it. it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't really have to have all this, com- you know, this heavy stuff in it. It just does what it needs to do. Well, Mikey throwing it to you. Um,
2: I, I really enjoy this movie every time I watch it. It's, these first three movies, all of them are kind of like in the same boat for me because like I can put one on and just walk away from it and listen to it in the background. But there are certain scenes where I do have to come and sit on the couch and watch what's happening and be like, oh yeah. And then completely just zone it out until I hear like a cue in the background. i like, oh, I know what's about to happen. Yep. And come like, you know. Totally. But I think it's a really good movie. It is definitely... I agree with the people that hate on it a lot because there is a lot wrong with it, but what Fast and Furious doesn't have stuff wrong with it, you know? Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. It's one of the least yeah. offensive
0: ones, in my opinion, as far as, like, you know, physics are concerned. Um, oh, offensive or just, Well, just, like, you know, like, people are like, oh, that couldn't really happen in real life. It's like, well—
2: Yeah. A lot of well, this— I mean, that whole first scene couldn't have really happened no. with that Monte Carlo. That that's, thing would have been destroyed yeah. when I went through that house. Right. That's, that's exactly
0: what I meant about uh, the beginning scene yeah. of this movie. Yeah, no, yeah,
2: I feel you. But other than – I mean, like, you got to take those everything into consideration with these movies because, like, at this point, this is when I really stopped loving Fast and Furious, except for the next one. I really like that one too, but that's a future thing. But, yeah, overall, I think it's, I think it's a pretty good – definitely top 5 for me in this in this series.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Well said. I got I got to mention one scene that I think might be a big reason why I like this movie so much because of how on edge it makes me and I'm like how is Tokyo Drift making me feel so on edge right now? <laughs> and it's the scene whenever Han or DK has confronted Han about stealing from him. And everybody's making their getaway, and there's a scene like they're drift, they're like going in between cars, and it's like it's so stylistically good and well shot, and like it's just like it just makes a it's just a good car chase scene. And then there's a part where, oh, Mikey has something he wants to say. Go ahead, go ahead, you go. Okay, do it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Little fact. Okay,
2: so you remember all the car chases and stuff that happened in fast and furious 2 yes these are by far more powerful cars what they got under the hood in this car and they're wasting it by drifting (laughs) through traffic instead of driving in a straight line as fast as they can yeah i understand for a thematic like it's a drift movie but i mean that every time i watch that scene i'm like yeah, that guy deserved to die. He was he was drifting through <laughs> head head-on traffic.
0: Yeah, like there's no in no situation where he should have lived. Yeah, learned. and kind of like kinda, it's a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. And honestly, I'm watching it thinking this is so unnecessary, but it's so freaking cool. It like, looks amazing. It looks so yeah. cool. But yeah, like logic will tell you, God, why are you doing this? Just just drive, <laughs> drive <laughs> the car. But I'm watching it, and I'm like. This is amazing. Like this is so it's pretty like it's really pretty to watch and I just can't stop watching and like as it's happening. I'm like on edge like I, I look down and I'm, like I was like rubbing like the palm of my hand because I was nervous and I know it's going to happen, but I'm still nervous. But there's a scene where like all this craziness is happening happening and Han, you know, we get cut. We get cuts to everyone in the cars and, you know, Han is feeling the pressure. You know what I mean? And there's a scene where it cuts to him drifting through Tokyo square and the music just drops and it might be Neela's best scene in the entire movie. She like looks out the window and she's like looking at everything. She's like freaking out. And I'm like, this is so cool. And then it goes right back into the action. Yeah. It's like, for that moment, we as an audience have like a moment to breathe. Like that's literally why he put it in the movie is we have a minute to just like compose ourselves, realize what's happening and then it's right back to the action. It's a brilliant. It's a brilliantly directed moment, in my opinion, and it's probably in my top three favorite moments in the entire um, Fast and Furious franchise. So I, I wanted to talk about that one scene because I think it's really good. I think it's probably definitely the best sequence of the entire movie, in my opinion. Um, is there anything else that you guys feel like you want to say? Really. Mm-hmm. Just offhand. Just offhand, yeah. Anything. I, I mean, we, this, the, ladies, and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to kind of bust here while they think of it. We don't script the show. We don't. We don't. Uh, you know, we don't have a script for this show. We just, it's loosey goosey. It's. I keep a few things in my mind, and we see where the conversation goes. So, does anyone have anything to say now?
1: Not really. Okay. I mean- Are we going to rate this movie?
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to rate it. I just wanted to make sure that there weren't any, like, key points that I was missing. Because, honestly, a lot of this movie... Go ahead, Mikey. Oh, I was just, like, that whole scene you were just talking about, it's
2: cool, but I don't think it aged well at all. Really? You can totally tell immediately, like, once they start drifting and then they go into what is digitally made, you can tell none of those people are actually there. Yeah, But at the time, it did look cool. Yeah. But... Other than that, I can't really think of anything to mention. Yeah, I I, I actually kind of have
1: to agree with Mikey there. I mean, I think all of it except for that drifting through the square holds up pretty well. But the drift, you can, yeah. There's just it, it's kind of out of place. Yeah,
2: that's, that's the only me. scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except yeah. for the flip phone stuff, that was. Yeah, that was a that's weird. that was cracking, <laughs> me, up that was cracking <laughs> yeah. me up too. I was kind of cracking me up too. I,
0: yeah, I I might be the odd man out, but that's okay. I. Yeah. freaking love that scene. Cause there's nothing else like it in the entire saga. And it's like, true. it's a stand, even though it, like aesthetically, it probably hasn't aged well. Like, I think the moment serves its purpose and like, it does a good job, but for sure. Yeah. I totally agree. Like there were times the first time they look down on Tokyo square and you see all the people walking. I was like, that's fake. <laughs> like, you know, um, and there's, there's another scene too, where whenever um, Sean races DK's brother, and like he's drifting forward, that's I'm like okay, like he's like he's drifting, and like his car is perfectly sideways going forward, I, oh. and like it's totally computer generated, which a lot of the stuff in this movie yeah. obviously is, but it, you can totally tell in that scene. So yeah,
2: I don't one know. thing I will give it though is like night and day difference between one and two with the CGI, totally because like, you can tell they totally were like, nope, let's yeah. actually try to get some real shots in this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean I, the. Go ahead, Caleb. Did I cut you off?
1: No, I was gonna say. I think this. Ha- I think that this movie probably has like some of the best like actual racing in it, and I think it's such a good improvement on Too Fast, Too Furious because I think that's the thing that Too Fast, Too Furious got wrong with a lot of their. Mine is like the the last like police chase scene in Too Fast, Too Furious like all of the racing in that is like CGI and it doesn't look good and it's just uh but I think they were able to kind of come back and do a lot of the racing justice yeah. in this movie where it looks really legitimately cool.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Well, if no one else has anything else to really say about it, I feel like this has been a dope episode. I think it's time to uh to rate the movie. Um and, you know, Caleb, since you have the tenure, we're gonna throw it to you. What's your rating for this movie?
1: Um, I'm probably gonna give this one like probably a nine. Yeah, I think a nine is solid here. I think it's it's really it's really really entertaining and good. And like I said before, it's just refreshing. It's light and it's simple. And sometimes, like you know, keep it keeping it simple is like better for movies. And I feel like if this movie had tried to be overcomplicated, it could have completely crashed and burned even though this movie, to some, did crash and burn. But not to me. And I think that it really achieves what it set out to achieve. I think it does a good job of it.
0: Well said. Mikey? Oh,
2: man. Uh, so if I remember right, I think I gave the first one a 9, and I think I gave 2 an 8. Oh, man. That's really difficult.
0: Yeah, you gave, you gave 2 and 8. I just listened to the episode today.
2: Yeah, so... I'm probably going to give it this one a 7.5, even though it is one of probably my favorite one. Like I've watched it just like Caleb. I've watched this one probably more than any of the other ones. And I just, I can quote this one more than any of the other ones probably too, but uh, it's just, there's small things like the acting. I feel like the acting isn't quite as good, even though two and one both had B characters and there's some CGI issues. Like, just having like one character like Han be a really good at his part, I feel like isn't enough to put this one above those two, or at least even above the first one, like not even close in my opinion, but I still, I love this movie. It's so the rewatch value on this is insane for me. I love it.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's, that's a really good way to put it. Mikey, Um, the rewatch value to me that ultimately like, that's a huge contributing factor for me of what makes a good movie. Hmm. And for me, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have the same score as Caleb. I'm actually going to give this a nine out of ten myself. I think this right. I think this movie is every bit as entertaining as the first one. I love it. I think the even though the acting might not be great, the mm-hmm. character interactions, especially between Sean, Han and Twinkie, I think mm-hmm. are pretty strong, uh, it's a pretty strong lineup to add to the Fast Saga. Um, yeah, there's definitely stuff wrong with it. There's there's a lot of this movie that's just filler. Um, yeah, you know that's that's yeah. honestly there's like six things to talk about in this movie, right? And like that are that are cool, and we yeah. talked about them all pretty much. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's easy to give the first movie the score that it did because it's a classic. I man. think as far as rewatchability though, it's right up there uh, for me with the, with number one. So I'm gonna give it the same score I gave one nine. I gave two and eight or seven point five, and I'm giving this one a nine as well. So there you have it, folks. That was Tokyo Drift. I was really excited to watch this one, and I went into it with like a super critical eye and still totally like mostly overlooked most of its flaws. So Mm I think whenever someone who likes to hate on things can do that, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a good thing. So do we have any final thoughts before we sign off? Gentlemen, Caleb, you got anything?
1: Nothing really. Stay safe out there. Don't go crazy. Try to keep sane and yeah,
2: stay healthy.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Well said, Mikey, you got anything?
2: Uh, Watch this movie as many times as you can if you are stuck inside. Yeah. And learn to quote it. And next time you see me, tell me some lines. There you go. It's good advice. Very yeah. good advice.
0: <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off here at The Wanna Be Critic. I am Gabriel Fast. I am one of your hosts, Caleb and Mikey. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um as always if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas for us to talk about, you can email us at biweekly one at gmail.com. You can message us on any social platform at the wannabe critic. Um we're always looking for things to talk about. You know, every once in a while i'll get an idea and I'm like, hey, let's talk about this, you know, and we have a, a decent cast of guys that we have now that we're able to get on different shows and it's really nice uh it's really nice to be able to do that. So thank you guys so much again for tuning in and thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes potentially unpopular opinions we'll see you next time